Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Wow, Roland, very, very big news uh, late last night, early hours of the morning. But the fact that it went on, this conversation went on with government so long, um, obviously talks to the complicated nature of it. It's very, very, very complicated. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that a a deal has been reached to uh, release at least 50 hostages in exchange for a, a multi-day ceasefire, and that will only start going into effect from tomorrow. Now, of course, uh, a ceasefire of any kind is always a concern because of what this means for uh, Hamas. Uh, does this mean an opportunity for Hamas to, to regroup and re-strengthen and relaunch uh, attacks? This has been uh, the concern. But along with this, the most important thing for Israel is the release of our hostages. Mm, mm. Uh, this is the, this is paramount for, for Israel. We want our hostages back, all of them. And the uh, government has said that, uh, this doesn't, the release of the hostages doesn't just diminish our mission to wipe out Hamas, to, to put an end to, to Hamas for all of us, for all of our sakes. Uh, so. It does make it very know? difficult. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about what do we know? What is the deal? So I'm going to read to you the government statement because I think that before we all, everybody jumps to conclusions and reaches mm, for their mm. nearest WhatsApp group, let's hear what the government of Israel has said. And they've been very, very clear, as has uh, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari. Until you hear details from us, uh, and us only, please don't speculate. So mm. the statement of the government of Israel is as follows. The government of Israel is obligated to return home all of the hostages. Tonight, the government has approved the outline of the first stage of achieving this, uh, this goal, according to which at least 50 hostages, women and children, will be released over four days, during which a pause in the fighting will be held. The release of every additional 10 hostages will result in one additional day in the pause. The government of Israel, the IDF and the security services will continue the war in order to return home all of these hostages, complete the elimination of Hamas and ensure that there will be no new threats to the state of Israel from Gaza. Uh, so, so this is the sum total of what the government has said. Uh, there are still negotiations underway when this starts. Uh, there are still finalities to be finalized. But... Unless you hear it from the government of Israel, and that is their statement, that is the sum total of their statement, uh, unless you were in the room and probably weren't allowed mm. to tweet out, message out, WhatsApp out any of the details, those are the details. All right. And, and what about the concerns? Because I think some of them are very valid. It's very difficult to pause a ongoing war for 96 hours or however long it's going to be and then just start again. It, it, it's got to put Israel in a very challenging position and the IDF in a challenging position at the end of this period. It does because it disrupts the battle rhythm. Mm. Uh, and, and, and I know that. And internationally, I'm worried because what we're going to see are these hostages being returned. We're going to see the love and please God that they'll be okay. And we'll see these, these, uh, you know, people getting together. And then, you know, the, everyone's going to be filled, filled with this positivity around the world. And then Israel is going to be shown, you know, attacking 
Gaza again. The optics are, it's being set up to be a disaster for Israel. But I think now people, uh, many people understand that, that uh, there is an imperative to do away with uh, Hamas. Uh, and I think that the army is very, very aware of this, very, very aware of how the optics could look for them, how it impacts on, on their operations. And, and I think we can only see in the next couple mm-hmm. of days moving ahead as this progresses what this means for, for, for our army. Uh, I know that they're rising to the, the challenge of moving uh, Palestinian civilians out of harm's way. In fact, they've done more than any other army in, in history, despite some people, uh, and I'm talking to you, Durko, using words like genocide. Let's just take a look at the definition of genocide. Genocide is the stated intention to wipe out an entire people. Uh, uh, Israel has no stated intention of wiping out the Palestinian people. We make sure that we follow our words by evacuating babies in incubators to safe hospitals. We make sure by ensuring humanitarian corridors to humanitarian aid getting in, warning people by phoning them, dropping leaflets, sending SMSs, uh, and escorting them to, to, to safe places. And that is in direct contrast to Hamas and a stated genocide in their charter, Hamas wants genocide. So all the celebrities uh, jumping on the Israel is committing a genocide uh, uh, act against the Palestinians are, are just plain. So, so can I just ask you? Also, yeah, I mean, like the South African government, and it's not to to overfocus on it, but Naledi Pandor, for example, who's the who's the minister who is in uh, in charge of this, surely she should understand what genocide is and understand the definition of genocide before she accuses a nation of it, surely. Well, one would hope that, but I think what we have seen uh, over the recent years with Naledi Pandor is a pushing of uh, an agenda, and it's, uh, I'm going to say it as bluntly as that because that is the only logical explanation. Uh, but uh, that is the definition of, of, of genocide. We also, and very, very important, we don't have any independent verified facts on the amount of civilian casualties in the Gaza Strip. Hamas, through the uh, Hamas-controlled uh, health ministry, just throw out numbers, 13,000 70 billion, you know, whatever they want with no independent verification. We have no breakdown between civilian and combatant. Very, very crucial because the numbers we get seem to only be women, children and, and targeted journalists. Mm, there mm. are never any Hamas fighters or, or never any men in, in those numbers. And also we don't know how many out of those civilians have been killed by Hamas shooting at them or uh, uh, any errant rockets that have fallen, as we saw uh, earlier on in this war. So we have to be very, very circumspect. Remember, we are fighting not just a, uh, a physical war, but we are fighting a narrative war as well. Indeed. What is happening in the north? Over the last couple of days, some firing of uh, projectiles, rockets, uh, some what they call uh, enemy aircraft coming mm, into mm. Israel, and the IDF have been responding accordingly. But the message has been clear. 
uh, to Lebanon, to Hezbollah, don't trifle with us uh, because we will not be afraid to, to strike back. And, and also you don't want to destroy what remains of, of Lebanon. And I know the Lebanese people would be very, very, very uh, reticent and very opposed to Hezbollah drawing them into any kind of war. Rolene Marks, thank you as always. That's our first Israel report, uh, getting a sense of what has happened overnight. And of course you can catch Rolene this afternoon as well as tomorrow morning once again at 6.36.